0: what's good y'all my name is dylan green and this is real notes a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film i'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how if at all film inspires their craft guest this week is Baltimore rapper Brian Ennels. We spoke about the MCU, Doctor Strange, why Robocop is a perfect movie, House Party, being influenced by Stevie Wonder and Pusha T, his early rap career, valuing the art of writing over the art of technical rapping, connecting with producer and multi-instrumentalist Infinity Knives, and the creative process behind their latest album King Cobra. Come fuck with us. So what's cracking everybody? um welcome back to real notes it's uh it's seventy two degrees in october we're all gonna die <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it yeah it's 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 over you know we'll be here we'll 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 be here for a while longer, but I don't know how much longer sometimes so you know yeah. just uh just 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 live it up while you can it's uh dylan green Sai. um i do i got a lot of names do a lot of shit. Um And I'm with somebody else who I say this all the time. Now I'm just realizing it. But like this guy really does a lot of shit, you know, <laughs> like it, 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 it's, it's, uh you know, like there's been, Some there's of been it a, well, yeah, mo- most of it. Well, bro, don't be so modest. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, nah, man, this man's a rapper. He's a native son of fucking Baltimore and yes, fucking um, man's a dad. He's a, he's a yeah. hard ass worker. Like he is, and, and, and just, like, working, yeah, just like real, like, like one of the most like pleasingly confrontational rappers I've ever heard in my life is man Brian and we got Brian Annals. I pronounced your yeah. name when, I- when I had infinity knives on a couple of weeks ago, I pronounced your name yeah. wrong and I'm so sorry about that.
1: <laughs> oh no, all good, man. All good. It's been happening my whole life. You know what I mean? I just uh Reynolds with uh Reynolds without the R. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But, yeah. Gotcha. So,
0: yes, Ennels. I said Enels the first time. It is Brian Ennels.
1: That's usually <laughs> where most people, most people go with the sharp E yeah. before. So, don't don't feel bad about it, man. It's funny you said that, but with the world ending soon, because of the weather. And I always say to people, like, you know what I mean? like Global warming is obviously terrible, yeah. but, like, before it kills us, that, like, generation before, we're going to have, like, the best weather ever, bro. Oh, it's going to be
0: incredible. Like, every, everywhere is going to... Everywhere's gonna feel like fucking Mexico, everywhere's gonna
1: feel like fucking Kingston and like license. Like, <laughs> yo, everything's gonna be beachfront, bro. It's gonna be like 90 degrees in February in Baltimore. It's gonna be dope, but you know, then we're all gonna die. So, you know, but before then, though. right now, you gotta make sure you eat good, all that shit.
0: You know, it's, sure. it's like get the pick some papaya, ah, oh, some papaya, some fucking. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and like. For the first, like, like, I don't know very many people in my life who don't like crab meat. And, like, right. I was just, like, talking to bro, and he was like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about crab meat. And I'm like, what do you mean? Hmm? I don't know how you feel about crab meat. Like, he's on the fence? <laughs> yeah, not not even on the fence. He's like, he like he's just, like, they never tried it because, like. Okay. I don't know. You know, like, we're all weird about food. We all, we, we all, we all have weird things. Sure, everybody's got their thing, Yeah 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 totally but yo man thank you so much for being here like king cobra is out now you 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 you, indeed you you know you and infinity knives did incredible work with it like i've been listening to it a lot over the course of the last couple days and just like you know marinating into it so but thank you for coming on here to talk about movies and bullshit so
1: hey man i I appreciate it man i like talking about bullshit you know pop culture movies specifically so there's uh it's right up my fucking alley right here man Hell yes. I huh? know. Uh, I know. Remember last time when I, when I came on a, a little bit with infinity knives, we like just touched on uh, Marvel movies and i almost caught on a spiel. So yeah, man, whatever you got today is great.
0: <laughs> let's go, bro. So let's start, let, let's start with the question. I ask everybody who comes on here, what's the last yeah. movie or TV show you watched that you had a strong opinion about?
1: Oh shit. The last movie I saw that I had a strong opinion about. You know, probably a movie. Probably Multiverse of Madness, I would say. Hey. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of movies in the past couple of months. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm trying to run by in my head, like, what have I watched streaming? Um, and again, it's probably like Marvel shit. You know, I've been watching Seahawk, and then the past, last movie I probably saw. The six out right now is, yeah, probably the Doctor Strange shit, man. That sounds so terrible to say. That's I wish fine, I was, you know? I, 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 wish, <laughs> I, I, hope, I was wanted to say something a lot like deeper and more uh, profound, but no, that's it. That's
0: fine. I so like so I've been talking to a few people about this and it's apparently been like real mixed. So like, how did you feel about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Cuz I liked it. I, I thought was, it was tight.
1: I thought it was fucking dope. I See? thought it was fucking dope. It's um you know, it had um I think Marvel it didn't feel like a Marvel like house style movie. Like mm-hmm. It didn't feel like another movie by the uh, by the brothers, the Russo brothers. Um, you could tell Sam Raimi directed it. Um, it had like that horror kind of slacky element to it. Uh, it wasn't too long. I think it was like, like a crisp, like two hours.
0: Yeah, maybe um, not
1: even. It might have been like an hour 40 or it, some shit. It might have been an hour 40, man. I thought it moved at a fucking good clip. I mean, it was a fucking mess. Don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, You know, we're talking about like, I don't know script or, or, or however you want to look at you know a, a movie but um, I don't know man I had a good fucking time
0: yeah no I had a, I had a great time with it too and like and you're like I'm really big on Sam Raimi's whole aesthetic I love Evil Dead I love Drag Me to Hell I love all that shit so like just to see to oh, see that kind of man so so underrated like, I, like, or, or at least it kind of feels underrated maybe it isn't but to me it's just like I
1: think yeah. it is have you, you know, you know the theory with that movie about it being about like uh, bulimia, right? Uh, no. I, I, at first, tell me about that. <laughs> yeah. So, from what I can understand about Me to Hell*, the movie is um is basically about bulimia. You know, the uh, they introduced her to the character. She's part of the forage club. They talk about her being fat as a girl. Um, you never see eating food in the movie.
0: Mm. In every
1: instance of her being cursed. Is related to something like food-related. Um, so it's at that you know from, and I haven't seen the movie in probably ten fucking years, right? Same, Um, yeah. I saw it
0: once. Yeah, but her
1: being her being dragged to hell at the end is kind of like a metaphor for her, you know, like forcing herself to vomit again. Um, Mm. and that's basically yeah. It's it's weird, man, and it's not one of those things that's like off the wall. Um, it seems purposeful in the sense that I think it actually is. What the movie's about not like on some conspiracy shit i think yeah. that is like the idea uh but it ties back into her having a low self-esteem being that fat girl in the uh you know in the farm club and how everything kind of relates to to food from there we got i gotta watch it again and then go over the theory again But yeah some weird shit
0: weird yeah nah like yeah yeah like i haven't seen the movie and probably like like like. whenever it came out was the last time I saw it. So oh, like, so, I don't know.
1: So, yeah, like 10, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, that's
0: wild. Like I haven't even done any reading. I don't remember like shit about it except for the very end when she gets dragged from the train station. But that's best crazy. E- one of the best endings ever. Yeah, it, it, it's and 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 it works so well because it's um um they rope a dope they rope a dope motherfuckers because like it starts out like you think she's gonna be fine and then she has sure. the button and then she gets it, it's 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 just really really well paced and super well done and I just like Absolutely. just like everything that Sam well not everything that Sam Raimi does but it's just like he loves that like really like schlocky but, like like funhouse horror aesthetic. And seeing that yeah. in a Marvel movie and like watching everything get so gory and creepy and like it's like genuinely scary in some part in some parts too. Like, yeah. I, 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 like I just think like that type of shit works so well for the Doctor Strange character. So I think he was a I think he was a great choice. And like I get people not appreciating the aesthetic, I get but it. like I love that shit. Like fucking like, give me all the zombie Doctor Strange. Like that's like, I need that in my life.
1: Like yeah, I didn't know I needed Doctor that in Strange my life. With, like, like a third eye, like literally in his head. mm mm-hmm. um, Filming Scarlet Witch, kind of like a, um, kind of like a serial killer in a horror movie. Um, And like the back third in the movie, I thought was kind of fucking inspired. Like she's walking around with the blood on her face. The way the camera's always kind of turned, it's kind of like narrow on her. And she's, walking down the narrow hallway, regardless of where they're at, it kind of seems like that. Um, And the one thing I mentioned after you stopped talking was the one scene people had problems with was where Strange and um, the evil Doctor Strange are having a fight with musical notes. Yeah. And um, that's very, that's all Steve Ditko. Like, that's Steve Ditko, Stan Lee shit. Like, that's very much in the spirit of Doctor Strange. Um, And, you know, I just, I think comic book movies should be fucking weird. And I think yeah. I think it was, I think it was a weird fucking movie, and that's what I liked about it. Yeah, and like even more than weird,
0: it's like kind of silly, and like comic go. books yeah. are silly, bro. Like the shit they're is fu- silly. I love,
1: like that's it. They're <laughs> fucking silly, yo. Yeah, I, like, you know, I uh, as a lifelong reader, you know what I'm saying? Like, I respect the art form, obviously, um, but you know, the appeal is that to me that they they are they're fucking silly. Like they shouldn't. They shouldn't take themselves too seriously. And I think the best live action comic book stuff is the stuff that I wouldn't say has a wink to it, but at least acknowledges that like this is inherently fucking goofy so we can have some fucking fun with it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly, bro. Like fucking like like the big bad of the last like 10 movies is like a big dude with like a a big purple dude with a prune chin who has a fucking who has a fucking gauntlet with rubies in it. Like like it's like what's what's. Like, yo, like, what's so like? That's so silly. Like, it's silly. <laughs> so, and, he, and he has yeah.
1: he has to literally snap his fingers for it to work, which is like the goofiest shit ever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, who thought
0: like, cause like, yeah, cause like they made it, they made it in the Fire of the Star and like Peter Dinklage and shit. And it's just like I I could just imagine him being like, yes, he has to snap his fingers for it to work. Like, why? <laughs> like, why are we doing this, bro? Like, just to, all you gotta do is like point. Like, I, I don't know.
1: Either way, like yeah, it's point- fucking silly. Any type of finger can, any type of finger configuration, I would think, would be easier yeah. than having to snap your fingers specifically. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's great. But you know, and an Infinity War, you know, was super fucking silly, and that might be like the best thing they've ever done. So that's where they embraced it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you know, they kind of they kind of found that middle ground, and I think like they said, did. The, the, it was you, a good middle you, ground. Yeah, the best. Yeah, the best of these movies really like find that good middle ground. For sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think um, like my favorite shit, I guess best combo movie to me is probably like Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like, you know, it has that grotesque, almost Sam Raimi type thing going with it. It's fucking silly and it's dark. Um, but it walks that middle ground where I think the characters are treated seriously and there's an emotional pull to it, but it's one on a tangent. But I would say that. Batman Returns kind of fulfills that, I think, on all levels, to me.
0: Yeah, it, 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 let me, like, Batman Returns is, like, so dope, just because, like, it's, like, so campy, but, like, it, like, 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 and, um, I don't even know, like, just just so many moments, like, the soundtrack's great, the aesthetic's great, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer fucking
1: killing the shit. Dude, Um, dude, they, they, I'm not saying it, like, like, Academy Award nominations should have been had, I'm not fucking even kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, incredible.
1: I, 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 they were so good.
0: They were so good. Incredible. Like, and real quick before we move on, um, yeah. I just learned recently that um, Marlon Wayans was supposed to be in the movie and he was supposed
1: to play Robin. Oh yeah, if you have the uh, I was a kid then. I have the Robin action figure. Okay, so Batman you do know Returns, about it. Where okay, he actually yeah. has a high top fade, but they paint his but his face has been painted white, and you're like, Yo, yeah. why does Robin got like? a fade from kid and play because that's how they did it and that, it was Marlon Way's,
0: Yeah. That shit is so tight. Yeah. I mean um, they made
1: his they, they made his suit and everything apparently. Like they he he was like almost on set. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And they pay and they paid him for his trouble. I think they paid him like a hundred grand and he still gets royalties from the movie. Like it was like yeah. like it's like his <laughs> like his, still, yeah, his contract was crazy with it. Yeah it's for it's it's wild. Like I'm he deserves it. Like fuck
1: it, you know? Like Yeah. I mean if you you had that type of opportunity kind of like Taken from you, probably because Tim Burton's racist. I mean, I don't fucking know. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Tim Burton, man. I don't know. I, I mean, he's, he's a genius obviously, but there's some shit going on there. But um, yeah, yeah, man. It was like he was in the script. They made his fucking toy. Um, he got cut right at the last minute, man. But you know, Mm-mm. it all worked out for everybody, I guess.
0: Hey, yeah, fuck it. Um, so talk to me. Talk to me about the first movie experience you can remember having. Like, it could be at the theater. It could be at your cousin's house. Sure. Whatever the fuck like
1: i think i touched on this a little bit um during your interview with knives i want to say the first movie i remember seeing in the theater and really the first experience that sticks out with me is probably robocop um you know um what i still think is you know it's a perfect movie might be the best american movie um it's, Just, up there. Uh, it's, great. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's up there. You know, it, it it's um it's pretty much flawless. I think it's like 90 minutes. We were talking about how multiverse kind of moves at a clip. Um I Robocop obviously like it doesn't stop. Um there's a forward momentum towards the whole thing. But yeah, that's the first thing I can remember. And kind of um, you know, obviously being freaked out when he was like assassinated. Um and then kind of feeling relieved, obviously, when he gets his humanity back at the end. And still. As much as I hate cops now, still liking RoboCop. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I like.
1: I don't group <laughs> RoboCop in with the rest of cops. Like it's just he's <laughs> he's different, man. RoboCop's cool,
0: right? Nah, <laughs> I get it. It's it, it's it's like he's like one of those things. It's like Transformers. It's like oh, like you you're giving me a robot that also can turn into a car, like a robot that's also a cop. It's just like one of those like combos <laughs> that just works, like in spite of itself, and just like it's yeah, like the. And just so, like the universe in that movie is just so detailed and like it's like yeah. really dark and kind of depressing because like because because like OCP they already took over and they're gutting Detroit, you know. Yeah. And like and like RoboCop gets his humanity back, but like OCP still sucks and they still own everything. So you know, like everything. He, so like he yeah. wins, but everyone still loses. It's like it's it's just. <laughs> it it's, it's it's like a little too real
1: you know like <laughs> it, it, it feels like and this just occurred to me like robocop feels like it takes place in the same universe um that like the first mad max does like it's like pre it's like pre pre apocalyptic future you know what i mean yeah. um like robocop's like 10 years before mad max and then mad max happens and then shit really gets out of hand but yeah it's um <laughs> It's obviously, like, super anti-capitalist. Um, and it's so obviously, even though know, the movie ends on, like, a, a positive note, you're right, it's fucking cynical. Like, you know, like, OCP runs everything. He has his humanity back, but, I mean, he didn't, like, solve any problems of the world. You know what I mean? He just kind of right. got... It's like a Western. Like, he got his revenge. Um, yeah. He solved but, his murder, you his... Know? Like... He solved his murder. He did not get his family back, though, which I think is, like, a dark yeah. part of it that people don't... And most movies... He would have got his family back, enough of his mm-hmm. humanity back to to link with his wife or his kid, and like that never happens. Right? Yeah.
0: No. I definitely. Yeah. 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 Like one of the things I always really appreciated about RoboCop is the fact that like that like obviously it has like some kind of a cool ending, but it's not afraid to be like, but look at this. You know, like I didn't even think about right. the fact that he doesn't have his wife and kid at the end. Like, you know, like it's it like like it's brave enough to not have a one hundred percent happy ending. You know, it like sure. just kind of leave you like l- like the endings definitely more bittersweet than I think most people um, talk about when it comes. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's just
1: so beautifully done because <laughs> the ending is so it's so 80s like because he ends and he's like Murphy. And it's like, you know, that's very mm-hmm. uh, Schwarzenegger, like Stallone um, type of ending, like during that period. You know what I mean? Like, you, the crowd's yeah. supposed to like jump up and cheer when he says that. But it's like, oh, but like, man. Everything still kind of sucks, like you said. Man. This is like dark. But speaking of people that should have gotten the Cavity Award nomination, Peter Weller mm-hmm. as RoboCop is insane. You know, acting without your eyes um, should be theoretically impossible. You know what I mean? Um, right. But he pulled that shit off. Because didn't he? Because didn't like
0: maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but I think he like like practiced not blinking for like extended periods of time or something right. while he was making the movie. Maybe. Like, don't quote me. I feel me on like that, I, I, I heard think, that. Yeah. Like, he, like, he, 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 like, really committed and just like, even, <laughs> even, even, even if you just look at like the, even if you look at like the death scene when he's getting like shot up by the dad from everybody, I'm um, um, from uh, that 70s show, which yes. is like,
1: <laughs> red shoots the shit out of him.
0: That, that's hilarious to me because I wasn't really a that 70s show fan, but like, I, but like, I had seen the show before I saw Robocop. So I'm watching the movie and I'm like, what's the dad from that 70s show doing here? Like, why is he a (laughs) drug kingpin? Like, I can't take this shit seriously. Like, the fuck are you talking about? Dudes in the kitchen in the chair
1: complaining all day? Like, the fuck? Like, (laughs) It's funny because he's like a dick on the 70s show too. Like, the characters aren't that different. You know what I mean? Like, he's such an asshole in the 70s show and in the movie. He's kind of a dick too. It's like Red Foreman like 15 years before, like, you know. He was a gang, you know, he's a drug dealer, he settled down and, and had kids and shit. Right. But, he just um, has more power. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're totally right. Um, you're totally right. But yeah, but everybody's um, everybody's fucking good in it, man. And and I don't know if I can know if I can name anybody but Red Foreman and Peter Weller. I mean, it's very much a B movie in a sense. Uh the aesthetic at least, and mm-hmm. the concept. Um, but you know, it's it's also like art, I think.
0: Yeah, it's perfect. Like like, in in all honesty, like I really I really don't say that about very many movies, but like it's perfect. Like 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 it's like it's it's the best it's the best possible version of exactly what it wants to be. And
1: it just works on every fucking level. Like that's that's it. It 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 doesn't it doesn't really miss a note, man. Um and it and it holds up. Like if I watched it probably about six months ago, and it's like the uh, the violence still feels very brutal, um, mm. because there's no CGI and RoboCop's pretty practical. He still holds up. I mean, obviously the big machine at the end doesn't, but it's even yeah. kind of funnier now. You know yeah, what Yeah, I mean? like, you know, like it kind of works. You know what I'm saying? So
0: yeah, yeah, because like it, c- yeah, because like it's because c- um the Ed 209 is supposed to look. Like over encumbered and cheesy and shit, you know. Like that's exactly. just like what it's supposed to be. And that I think I think they did all of that with claymation with a uh, stop motion animation, which is that really makes fucking sense.
1: Cool. I'm pretty sure, like, because <laughs> it, it, it just has like a, a not a very like disturbing kind of not real quality to it. Mm. Um It just doesn't kind of look of this earth. It's so it's very alien. Uh, but like you said too, like super fucking goofy as well and yeah i I think it holds up even better now yeah i did not know fucking claymation that makes sense it does look like claymation
0: yeah because like i mean like cg was used around that time but it just like looks too jerky for it to be like made on the computer to me
1: like cg really popped like terminator 2 Jurassic park right that was kind of when something like that apparently
0: uh, i just learned this recently apparently the first one of the first movies to ever use like a computer to make special effects was um Disney's The Black Cauldron. There's like oh. one scene where they're in like a dungeon and they're yeah and, and and they're like floating through a sewer on a boat and the boat was generated on a computer like and oh, like shit. that was like one of the very first examples of like CGI in a movie ever. Like what Was that Black, but-
1: Black Cauldron? I'm not familiar with it. Was that like a pirate movie in like the 80s or
0: something? Uh, Black Cauldron uh oh, how do I ex- how do I explain the Black Cauldron it was uh it was this like medieval like fantasy disney movie that they made okay. it was it was it was the movie that there was the movie that almost made Disney stop making animated movies because it didn't make any money and like ah. nobody wanted to see it. But like now it's kinda like a cult classic and a lot of people love it. Like it, it's 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 uh it's it's one of those that was kinda ahead of its time in a way. It's like it's
1: like was it it was like that pre
0: like the pre Little Mermaid era when they would just throw shit out a wall, seeing what sticks. Yeah, basically. Cause like that was like cuz like that happened and then they were like oh yeah nah like we're not doing this animated shit no more like we're we're, we're done y'all ruined us and it was going to be nothing but live action movies for the rest of shit. forever and then and then they hit their second golden renaissance with um Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid and all that Aladdin so all 09 yeah And Aladdin yeah it it, it, it like it, it like the if you can find it the Black Cauldron's definitely worth a watch It should though. be it's on really Disney good. Plus theoretically right I don't think so it's it's like one of the only ones Oh they to added that Disney shit. Plus yeah, it's 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 um, it's that and songs of the south. Like those are the two. They're never gonna, those are the two they're never gonna put up there. <laughs> <laughs> or Uncle Remus, oh, bro.
1: Songs of the south. And like, is it just is it just the fact that like a black dude is very coolish in it, or is there like some real? I advocate for the clan shit and song of the south. Like, how bad is it getting? Song of the south. I know it's so bad. I'm,
0: I've never seen it ever. Right. It's it's so hard to find, but like it's it, it's it's just like like he's just a coon. That's the whole thing. From from That's what, what I understand, a like Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and like Disney just doesn't like outside of. Well, I mean they're also redoing Splash Mountain at Disney World too. Um, they're actually about to remake it as um, they're gonna retheme it to Princess and the Frog. So like huh. yeah 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 weird right? But like it it, it looks cool, but like. But like outside of the fact that Splash Mountain was themed after the animated parts of Song of the South, they don't talk about that movie. Like they'll never re-release it. Like <laughs> oh no, they can't. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 they'd get
1: destroyed if they tried that shit. Like, like rightfully so. <laughs> like <laughs> fuck that. No, I, like, It's got to be on my parts, we got be on YouTube. Like I got to I got to watch Song of the South now. I want to know. I want to know what this is
0: about. Yeah, no, nah, when you do, let me know, because I'm curious, too. I'm trying, I'm trying yeah, to I'm Yeah, for sure. If I get a link,
1: man, I'm sending that shit, too. He's he probably is, like that. I know his eyes are bugged out. He's, like, tab dancing and shit, <laughs> calling people mad. you know, calling people mister and shit. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm, I'm I'm hyped to find out now. Um, So, you know, like, all this happens with RoboCop in particular, and, like, talk to me about music real quick. We're, g- we're going to kind of move a little fast through this this. Um, yeah, for sure, but, for sure. Um, um. Um. Yes. Yeah, so, like, talk to me about music. Like, when did you first fall in love with music? And like, oh, I guess rap specifically.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, music in general. As far as I can remember, um, Motown specifically at first. Mm-hmm. I remember my parents. One of my first memories. Uh, we had like this VHS cassette of a Motown review from probably like 1964, where um everybody all the peak era Motown people, from Marvin Gaye to Stevie to Supremes, they were all doing, like, a live performance. We had it on VHS cassette. And, um, it's all I used to watch. It was just, okay. like, I, I constantly would bring it up, make my parents put it on, to the point where they, like, had to hide it from me. I wound up finding it when I was, like, 17 years old. They, like, <laughs> they like put it in, like, this, uh, this stash in, like, the garage. And I don't know if they just yeah. claimed they lost it or whatever. Um... But, yeah, uh, Motown first and uh, Stevie Wonder specifically um, was kind of what I found in with music. It. This is what I'm probably like four, I would guess. Mm-hmm. I Me and my babysitter used to draw sketches of Stevie Wonder all the time um, just because I like, you know, drawing the glasses and, and his dreadlocks. Um, hip-hop specifically, believe it or not, I was kind of like a late bloomer to, like, really being a rap head. Um, kids got into it. Like, my peers really started loving rap when they were probably like nine or ten um i think i started loving it when i was more so like 12 or 13 i remember it was 1996 i bought some rap stuff before 1996 but 1996 was where i started buying rap albums Uh, it was like the fugees and uh crisscross young richard dangerous i remember like consciously Mm -hmm. buying um and then tupac died later that year Um, and I wasn't, and as much as I knew about Tupac as like a pop culture figure at that time, even then I wasn't super familiar with his music, The Source had you know, their special commemorative issue um, and Vibe had one too so reading those at that point, catching up on the East West Coast thing, and then going back to like the last five or six years of rap, um, was when I kind of fell in love with hip hop, so it took me a while to kind of catch up um, but I eventually did, so I was like 96 for rap
0: Okay, I mean, I and mean like that's cool. mine,
1: That Christmas '96 is been too. A friend of mine got a CD player for the first time, and his parents got him hardcore Iron Man. Um, Ooh, and wow. those albums kind of changed both of our lives. I would say, yeah. Damn. So there's so there's a couple things
0: I want to dig into real quick. So a, I feel you on the Motown shit. Um, my father was in a doo wop group, so I completely like, like that's all like that was like my whole childhood, just like Motown, doo wop, R and B. But he was also like real, like contemporary too. Like he had like the he had like the Destiny's Child shit and the Eric Benet shit. Like that was like all like all that shit was my childhood. So like I I completely feel you and like young Stevie Wonder was such a fucking icon, bro. Like he was
1: like (laughs) yeah the, the actual goat to me. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Pound for pound and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think anybody's better, but yeah. Honestly, yeah. You know, like 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 I thought about it, and every
0: single one of my favorite Stevie Wonder songs comes from two albums. Like Intervisions and fucking um um songs Stones of life. Life. Like, Yeah. Another Another Star is my is my favorite Stevie song ever, and maybe one of my favorite songs of all time. He's just yeah, sorry. I love I love Stevie Wonder. It's
1: <laughs> the city did in the mid-70s, and I mean obviously with than a million people to talk about this, but that run, man, I think it starts with, like, music on my mind and mm-hmm. ends with songs in the key of life where, like, basically over the course of, you know, five to seven years, he drops, like, you know, five of the best albums of all time. I think he went through, like, four Grammy albums in a year. Uh, <laughs> really kind of perfects um, really kind of perfects pop R&B during that period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, kind of replaces along with Marvin Gaye, obviously. Uh, and Aretha to an extent, but kind of replaces that Motown, um, that Motown machine sound where everything kind of had that same four by four um, yeah. and really made it kind of kind of live a little bit. You know, that's when they started. Yeah. Obviously, the rock guys, you know, Beatles, Rolling Stones, whatever they took from the blues and R&B guys. Uh, but with Stevie and Marlin, that was when we started taking shit from them because uh, yeah. clearly Stevie clearly was bumping like Sergeant Pepper and shit you know what I'm saying oh totally uh, absolutely to get those sounds he got like in the mid 70s so yeah about time okay. they, we could steal from them you know what I'm saying Fuck
0: yeah it. you know o- o- it's, it's only fair bro Like <laughs> it's, <only laughs> <fair. laughs>
1: it's only fair sir
0: so like so like you know like all this happens and um you know like you're kind of just like absorbing, you're absorbing music absorbing movies was there ever like do you remember the first time or, like, was there ever a time early on in your life when you, like, consciously linked film and music together in your head as, like, two things that complement one another? Hmm.
1: You know what? I-, I can't say. I will say. You know what? I will. I can actually say. Um, and it happened around the same time. Uh, do the right thing in House Party. Okay. Um, let's go. Do the right thing specifically because of the uh the Rosie Perez Fight the Power intro. Um I can't. and House Party, <laughs> which uh which speaking of perfect movies, I think is one as well. Um House Party is pretty much flawless. Um and it's almost like a musical, you know what I'm saying? Um Definitely. in some ways, like, but it's not they don't actually break the song, obviously, but the whole midsection where we have the rap battle and the dance battle. Um, it almost becomes like a concert um, on film, especially uh, especially guys, at the actual house party. Yeah, sorry to cut you at off at the actual oh, yeah. house party. I mean, just because they're going through like the soundtrack and doing all these different dances, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, we had house parties when we were when teenagers, obviously, but like niggas weren't doing fucking uh, choreographed dance routines. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that right now in high school, like everybody, like yo, we got this one. Um, but yeah, man, I would say. Do the right thing to some extent, but House Party was kinda where I realized how both of those things could kinda work together for sure. That's
0: incredible. Like, you know, like I um I really, really, really I have so many good memories attached to the movie House Party. But like it's and and like half of it is because to me it's it's like it's it's like so it's so cheesy, but like in such like a specific way that it just like feels like like, 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 like I like I often got to remember that it was originally written for Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince.
1: Yeah, man. They... And, and I often is that like, have we established that that's 100 percent true or is that like or is that like uh, an urban legend That is that really the case? I'm pretty sure it's true. I think I'm it pretty is. Yeah. sure that's facts. Yeah. Which is like yeah.
0: which like it which like it makes sense because like because to me it feels like a precursor to something like the Fresh Prince. Like the Fresh Prince probably doesn't happen if House Party doesn't happen. You know, like the aesthetics are just like too, you know, like it's it's just like that house party walked so the fresh
1: prince could fly, basically. Yeah, it kind of if know, you look like, at yeah, if you look at House Party, the Fresh Prince intro theme kind of looks It feels like house party. Yeah, 100%. Totally. Yeah, you know, and like, and like, it's just like, like, it's just
0: so cheesy and so endearing in such like a really specific, like, era specific way type shit. I don't know. It's just like, 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 like I watched it again recently. And the only, the only thing that, the only thing that kind of made me go, like, oh, this is kind of rough is, um, you remember the part when he's in jail and he starts rapping the song about them assaulting him? (laughs) That shit was too much. <laughs> that shit was too much.
1: They, we'll they, 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 they the, needed to cool the, down on that one. <laughs> yeah, the third the third act <laughs> after after the party stops. Um there's a couple swings and misses. Um for sure. Yeah. That uh that stuff did not age well. That the jail stuff did not age well at all. My man.
0: my my son said, Lips don't fail me now. <laughs> Stop. no it's cool the movie the movie's great like i that, like like that's not i still love the movie but i just like watched it i was like nah, i don't remember just... this like <laughs> talking about
1: uh yeah my to this day man you know the rap battle it, it might be my favorite movie scene of all time um i i think i still know every word to those raps, like you put on that breakbeat, I think I could do it right now. You know what I mean? Like, is it That's gonna incredible. be me or a race ahead? Look at them already, it has been. Let uncle play say I rhyme that I tucked your ass in. Like, yo, <laughs> oh man, yeah, man. If you can stay out past pops curfew, like, yo, and they were like friends, but like, there was a weird antagonism between them, too. Yeah. Kind of, like, it was, um. They were obviously boys. You got them from jail and shit, but that's kind of high school, though. You're an adolescent, like you and your best friends are obviously very competitive with each other too. Uh, when it comes to girls, and if you yeah. both rap or if you both play sports, um, even though everybody was clearly like 30 years old, it kind of felt like high school, which is hard to pull off. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um,
0: I think Kid was 26 when the movie came out, and Robin full Harris force was like
1: full force was like 40. Right. And Robin Harris was like in his mid thirties. You know, like it was Yeah, Robin Harris was uh, was shockingly young when that movie came out and when he passed away.
0: Yeah. Right. He yeah, because he passed, I think, like six months after it came out or something, right?
1: Yeah, he was he was just about to blow. Uh, man, my parents used to debate the, the, ba- the uh, man, that dude, um my parents used to drive around with the uh the baby's kids stand-up tape. Oh, which is like you God. know people, people used to listen to stand-up acts on tape and cd which obviously like isn't a thing anymore but we used to ride around that shit listening to it every every day for like months maybe like a year um and you know obviously he wasn't do the right thing um he had that that clip i think he was in hollywood shuffle or that he was show shuffle, that was yeah. like hollywood shuffle yeah but either way i mean i don't know maybe pound for pound one of the funniest dudes ever and uh, yeah. definitely somebody we lost too soon. That dude was about to he was almost out of here. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, man. And and, and and yeah, like not to go off on a tangent, but Bebe's Kids is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like the way you feel about House Party, I feel about Bebe's Kids. That movie, is, just kids. So, yeah, yeah. That movie is so special to me. It's 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 so corny in so many <laughs> ways, but it's just like, that's like, once again, just like, it's just so pure, you know, like, it's just, it's not trying to be anything that it isn't. And I appreciate that about it. Even, even if it's not a perfect movie, but it's one I'll throw on and like, I'll, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm I'm the same way with, um, um, they, um, the, the the kids do the rap with, um, um, uh, LaShawn Khalil and Pee Wee do the little rap. He's like, I'm the John taker, the candy taker. Yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that whole shit. Like right now, if you let me, like, (laughs) and fucking um, and and fucking tone, and and tone, Lope was the baby. Like, like, what happened? Robin, uh, Bernie Mac did Robin Harris's character in that movie. No, Frankie Faison. Uh, 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 No, excuse me, sorry, sorry, sorry. It was um, Faison Love. It was Faison Love's first movie. Faison Love. It was his first movie role ever. He had never been in a movie before, and he voiced he voiced Robin in in that movie.
1: What? Yeah. That's was crazy, right? <laughs> if it had been, a, if this had been a, uh, yeah, if this had been a trivia show, I definitely would have guessed Bernie Mac. Wow, on Love's been around fucking forever. Yeah, man, like that, and
0: yeah, like that. That was like literally his first role ever. Oh, like, wow. like I had to look it up just to be sure. But like, yeah, I, I, I love that movie. <laughs> Everything about it. Yeah, um, it was a, um,
1: it was a big deal. Because how, how old are you? You're what, like thirty, like Tyreek's age? I, I'm, yeah, 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 I'm exactly thirty. I just turned thirty. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, so you were like super young when Baby's Kids came out. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, sense.
0: I, I was like just born because it came out in ninety two. It came out in July of ninety two. So I was. I remember when it came out. I was four months old. <laughs> I was four <laughs> months old when that <laughs> shit came out. Yeah,
1: that's crazy. That just yeah. Not now. I feel old and want to do Age. some self harm. But we'll talk. Age about Age is just a state of mind, son. Come on, don't do that to yourself. It's son. all mental, <laughs> you know. Time is time is arbitrary. It's not a real thing yeah no it's it's a flat circle and it's
0: not a real thing <laughs> so um so so like as you grow up um and you or, or like as you get older and like start becoming an adult like when did you know that rap would become more than just a hobby for you and like when did you realize it was time to like
1: make your own music oh man good question i always um i was kind of like performing um my mom had like involuntarily placed me in like a drama club and drama classes when I was like four or five. She had me acting really young for, for reasons I'm not really sure of to this day. Um, I used to perform for like my kindergarten teachers, um, like Fresh Prince songs. I think Parents Just Understand was the first rap song I ever memorized. So I was like performing. And I think it was probably 10th grade. Cause this is for me, this is the late nineties. So hip hop's like, it's exploding in a way that, in a way that it, um, I don't know, anybody who wasn't around could really understand it. Um, Cause every lunch period was a cypher. Um, all you talked about was what you saw in Rap City. Um, all that mattered was somebody bringing in the new issue of the source. Um, mm. So I say that to say, for my lover of performing, and for really just, like, realizing in high school, I wasn't really good at anything, except like, writing raps um, I remember mean, my homeboy started writing and he's like, hey man, he was like biting people's raps, my homeboy Duran he was like stealing his older homeboy's raps <laughs> um, he was but, always he was, one bro, bro. yo, it's hilarious. Hilarious. always one he'd do that and he'd bite, like, Rampage Buster man's raps for some reason um, <laughs> and then I would write my own shit, and um that was it. It was like years, I think, from the time I first wrote my first rap, which is probably like eighth or ninth grade, to when I was actually had the courage to to rap in public, which is probably like tenth or eleventh grade. Uh, there was a little gap, but yeah, I, and I went on a tangent there, but just that era of late nineties rap, from hip hop becoming this kind of going from the niche thing to becoming literally pop culture, um, and being an adolescent, a black adolescent at that, during that period of time. Uh, it just seemed like the coolest thing you could possibly fucking do. I mean, yeah, you just wanted to be cool at that time. So that that seemed like the thing to jump on to.
0: Right. Totally. Yeah. Like, y- y- yeah. You know, like I can relate like that was uh, I mean, like it was like kind of different going to school in like the early 2000s. But like rap was everywhere, you know, like I remember. Yes. Y- yeah Yeah. You know, like I remember I remember like people like I remember the first time I saw the clips um, clips's Mr. Me Too video and like that kind of changed in my life you know sure. and like that that and 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 just like people talking about that and like hearing stories and seeing videos of people banging on the table for grinding i mean like obviously like there's more to rap than just clips but like
1: that's just was the first thing that came to mind but uh um, <laughs> no, you know what if you you want to just if the clips were the only thing that ever existed that would be fine with me too it's my probably like my favorite rap group of all time so it's all good yeah, i man. appreciate that they're, yeah no nah,
0: yeah no nah, they're pretty uh they're pretty they're pretty perfect <laughs> or 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 at least Pretty, first two I projects, mean, you know, those, those two, first two, two projects per- are so two,
1: solid. Yeah. Two perfect albums, bro. Two perfect albums. Um, yeah. I remember that Lord Willin' bro. That shit came out summer 02. It was uh between my first and second year of, of college at, at Howard University. And like we all came back to college and all anybody could talk about was Lord Willing. Because it came out of fucking nowhere. Like right. you could you vaguely remember the funeral, you know, the single that they had. Um, I think it came out like, 99, um, which Rap City gave a lot of burn to. We know the album never dropped. We all know the urban legend about that. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they kind of just seemed like a weird Phillies Most Wanted, even with even down to, like, the Neptune's production. And I just remember it was, like, the end of freshman year at Howard. We had just got cable in the dorms. So we got NBA TV, and we got BET. So... Being at a black school, obviously, all channels in the dorms are tuned in like one of those two channels, right? Oh, NBA, TNT. Yeah. That's it. Plus, playoffs are starting. This shit It's like we got it. We got cable in like May, so it's fucking lit. And yeah, exactly. I remember like when we first heard, when everybody first heard the beat. You know, when everybody first heard the grinding beat. Uh, the album probably dropped like three months later, and um, yeah, that was that was like genre shifting. Um, that's one of the last true classics. And hip hop I can remember in the sense that when you heard it you weren't quite sure how to take it because you hadn't heard anything like it before there was no there's no precursor to lord willing um really I don't think um it's obviously they kind of fit fabulous and Kiss and the locks into that world um but sonically it was completely different
0: yeah man they they, they they were they were really trailblazers in a lot of ways and then and, and, and just like them to to see them just n- not to not not to go off too crazy here but to see them like to see them go from playing i remember i would hear push talk about him playing like shows for every drug dealer in the united yeah. states of america to go from that to him playing like i just saw him do rolling loud two weeks ago like and he's about to play yeah. my hometown not too soon like, he's about to play um, in Jersey, so like that's like seeing him see his career path has been crazy. And I hope he and Malice put out another album. I'm I hope so true because Malice still fucking that. has
1: it, man. He still got yeah, it, he does, he does, he still got it. Yeah, oh, I, um, he does, bro. It's very much like their career is crazy. Because I mean, Push the T, the solo artist, and Push Your T member of the clips is just it's it's not only two different eras, but it's almost two different artists. Um, yeah, definitely. He rapped completely differently on those clips albums. And part of that is him finding out that like, and I've learned this before too, like rapping in a group and rapping solo, like having to create your own worldview as opposed to sharing one with another MC uh, completely changes the way you write. Um, and, and you can see him trying to, with his first couple of solo mixtapes, trying to figure that out. Uh, and it took him a while because a lot of that stuff was mid uh, and a lot of it was great. Yeah. And a lot of it yeah. was great, but he was, he literally had to start from scratch, man. He had to become like a brand new rapper.
0: Yeah, man, Rapper Kane is not good. I'm just gonna put that out there. Oh no, it is <laughs> not, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not good. Um, and and that's he,
1: fine, you know. Like, <laughs> we can accept that. I mean, for for what he's given us, you know, we allowed him those growing pains. I remember he was doing like a weird dance hall thing for a while. Um. I forgot what was that song? is on, on my blocker. I forgot what it was called, but um, oh shit, yeah. I don't remember either. You know, but... Yeah, but yeah, I know he, it, it though. I know it though. You <laughs> know, like when I said it's on, it's on my blocker, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now I gotta go find it, son. Um, yeah, so... I'm gonna go find it. I think it's on Ratty K, but yeah, it took him a while, man. Shout yeah, it
0: out it to did question, take him a while, man.
1: great for real.
0: Um, so you know, um, talk to me, but um, you um, you just mentioned just like the the parallel between you know, like being solo and coming from a group. And like I know you kinda had a whole expansive career before you and Infinity Knives linked up. So like sure. talk to me. Like like it doesn't have to be too long, but just like run through um yeah yeah. So just like talk to me a little bit about your start and like you kinda finding your voice and making music and then what it was like to find someone like Tariq and how the two of you kinda amplified. Absolutely. Each
1: other. Um yeah, I mean that's um I was in um, you know, I always made my own songs, but primarily the music that I put out from probably late high school through my mid-twenties um, was with me and a good friend of mine named Duran. We had a group called Special Ops. Um, and it was kind of like, um, I don't know. We were, I think we wanted to be like Cameron and Jewel's. So that's kind of like what we we're going for a little bit. Um, but this motherfucker like refused to go in on like studio sessions, like, I would would like pay and he'd be like, I'll pay you back. He would just never pay me back the money. And so I was like, all right, it's time to go solo and shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) So that obviously took a while because when you, you know, when you're in a group, you can just write a hot 16 and that kind of works for the song because you've got another guy can add another perspective and it makes it a whole thing. Um, You don't have to be a whole thing. Uh, so yeah. I had to, kind of as we were discussing, we push it to become a whole thing. I think I finally found my voice. I dropped an album in 2013 called Candy Cigarettes. Um, the single from that was a song called Newport Music. And I still think it's probably the best song I've ever done. Um, but I just kind of figured it out. It's just all, it, it finally clicked. I hate to quote, like, Malcolm Gladwell and shit, like, you know, the pseudoscience and he's kind of a dick. But right. if any of that's true, I feel like I probably hit like my ten thousand hours around the time I did Newport music, and that's why I bring up Malcolm Gladwell. I feel like I just wrote enough and understood music enough to where finally locked in. And then the third part of your question is meeting somebody like Tyreek. Um, I've said this to other people too. Honestly, just a relief um, uh, to find to find somebody that. Makes your ideas better, and also has great ideas themselves, is a relief. um To not always have the burden of keeping the momentum forward is a relief, and just knowing, man, knowing that you got to do that's like, that's like on some next level shit. It, it's very, you know, I can I can get like a little esoteric in the raps, or get super brazen or offensive. Because I know what he's doing sonically is so fucking crazy. It's it's going to balance itself out. Um, he describes it all the time as like custom and Tyson. Um, in the sense that mm-hmm. it's the first time I've ever had someone. I've had plenty of beat makers, but the first time someone actually produced me. Um, and, and kind of molded and, and really said, hey man, maybe do another take of that verse. Or hey, scrap that line. It's just been a relief, man. It's been a fucking blessing. He's like a, you know, he's a brother to me at this point. We've known each other for about ten years, uh, but we just started making music together about three years ago. You know, everything happened in due time. It worked out.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, just like yeah, just like hearing, you know, like the stuff I've heard on Rhino XL and King Cobra is just like I just like the like just like the way your voice cuts through, just like the really beautiful weird shit that he does like j- just like like y'all sound like y'all sound y'all sound like you were always destined to make music together like just hearing <laughs> he- hearing you hearing, yeah. hearing hearing you talk about hearing you talk about chris donner over the sounds that you do on that song is just like yeah. it just works you know like i just it's like, like that, i gotta like say it that, does yeah, yeah, like that's the thing I love about you as a rapper is that like you're just so. I'm like I haven't heard everything you've done and I want to fix that now. But like, sure. but 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 like I love how um I love how direct you are, you know. Like I love how direct well, and just like funny and like honest you are. Just like hearing you talk about Chris Donner, hearing you fucking hear um um I'm hearing you fucking lay out rapists, hearing you like do the yeah. thing like you know like because like there aren't enough pe- there there aren't enough people who go at these who go at these like structures and these predators and these vultures yeah. in like, especially in rap. So like, it's just like really refreshing, not even just like the stuff that you talk about, but just like how you do it. And just like, the, just like, and, 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 you're like, even, even you saying something as innocuous as like, I just noticed that the American flag is the same color as cop lights. Like I never yeah. thought about that until you said <laughs> that I was like, yo, like, whoa, like, it, it, and like it's just so direct. Like you're not like you're not being too clever for the sake of it. You just said yeah. it, and it's just like, huh? They are,
1: aren't they? Like they you know, are. like type shit. Like <laughs> I was, you know, it's funny when I uh, when I wrote that, I wondered. I'm like, yo, does like does everybody notice that? Like, am I late? Is this profound? Like, I wasn't really sure. But um, I don't know if I I, I never noticed it until I, until I wrote that rap. I was like, oh shit, it's red, white, and blue. I don't know what even occurred, but, um, one, let me say, man, it's, um, it's always like humbling, uh, very much. So, um, to hear someone like speak about, you know, your, um, your art and your creative work like that. So I really appreciate the words. Um, of course. it's just, um, I just started writing instead of trying to like, and this probably happened around the Newport music candy, cigarette era. It's like, instead of trying to write, the most clever you mentioned not trying to be too clever or like the hardest thing you know i was just like what do i talk about you know what i mean and and that's a lot what and me and tyreek have said that previously like a lot of king cobra is really just it's how it's conversations that me and tyreek have like that's like if you look at our text threads you know what i'm saying like that's (laughs) the the level of humor the level, of, the level of, like, gallows humor and, like, depravity um, mixed with kind of our thoughts on really how the world works is it, really how we communicate. So it was just a matter of really trying to, it's just a matter of trying to, not even try to make it that musical. You know what I mean? Because I can always find a balance. You know what I mean? Like, I can I can rap inherently. Um, so I don't even have to think about that aspect. I just have to, I have to think about my truths. And I think I'm pretty funny. And it's just a matter of, um, of bringing that across in the raps as well.
0: Right. And like, you and, and, and like you, you just make it seem so effortless and that's not, and that's really not easy to do because like, when it comes to stuff like that, like you hear it, like, you know, you hear yourself say something like the American flag and the cop shit. And it's just like, yeah. damn, like like, like, you know, like as a writer, I get it because like I slave over sentences. Like there'll be some days where I spend literally 45 minutes writing one sentence. Like I will write it over and over and over again until it flows right. Until it feels direct. Like it's like, so like, it's like I really get where you're coming from in that sense because like, like, like I see the work or, or or at the very least, like I understand the, the level of work that goes into like you getting your thoughts on a page. Cause like speak, cause you know, just like speaking for myself, like i talk a lot <laughs> but like i feel like <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like uh th- one of the reasons i love writing so much is like i feel it's like i a- like i'm able to get my thoughts out as concise as they need to be on the page sure. because i can kind of take my time and make it make it right in that way and exactly. and like and and, and and like i get that sense from you like you're someone you're someone who like really values like the art of like writing some shit down in a way that makes sense, but is also like fly and hard in a way that doesn't feel like you're trying. You know, like, yeah, you know, you're not like fucking. Um, you're not. You're not goddamn. Uh, what was the name of that last Rice the Five Nine album that was fucking terrible? Um, oh, he's got not, plenty of
1: them. Which one are you talking about? <laughs> not the
0: not not the Book of Ryan because I like the Book of Ryan. The um the last one, the 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 one with uh with the Jay Cole the single. The one that got nominated for a Grammy. Ah, yeah, I don't remember the name of the album, but I know what you're talking about. Yep, it was it's bad, fu- fucking garbage. Like, oh my god, you know, like just like there's just like sometimes where I just, you know, like rappers are like extremely talented, but you can just tell that they're like trying too hard to like make the triple entendre land and like show you, you know, you, you know, it's yeah. just like look, look at me, do the thing, as opposed to like listen to what I have to say, you know. Like, there's a time right. and a place for everything, but like, yeah you're very much like a listen to what I have to say type of person. And I appreciate that about you. You know? Yeah.
1: I'm very much not into like uh, the technique aspect of it. Like uh ain't no disrespect Ooh. to him, but like I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not tech nine. I don't I, I don't I don't impress myself by like fitting a bunch of like syllables in a bar, you know what I mean? Right. Or yeah. um, or mastering my breath control or like layering the rhyme so that this rhyme actually connects with the beginning of that rhyme. Like, I'm just trying to like, I was trying to say some shit that, uh, that makes sense. And to go back to what you said, yeah, I, um, the way I write is very much as I'm sure you write as like a journalist, um, or how we used to write in high school in the sense that there's like a rough draft. And then I write like a first draft mm-hmm. and then I take stuff out and fix it and cross it out. And then you eventually get like the final draft. I'm not somebody that like, I don't write in the studio. Um, I don't, nothing I would put on a record, especially King Cobra, nothing we put on a record with King Cobra. I don't think was the first verse I wrote to a particular beat. Um, Like nothing you hear on King Cobra is, this is what I wrote to it when I heard the beat. Um, Everything has been improvised, and improved and kind of uh, and kind of strengthened, man. I take the I take the writing part of it I take the writing part of it a lot more seriously than I do the rapping part of it. If that makes sense.
0: That makes perfect sense to me. And I love to hear that because you don't hear that very often. You know? It's usually like either both or like a little more toward the rapping. And it's like that's what I appreciate about you as a writer. Cause like I can tell that you care in that way. Yeah, I appreciate and- that, man. I'm
1: glad it comes off, yo. I mean, I'm glad man, it comes no. off. That that's that's a relief to hear, because you never really know until somebody tells you. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh no, I feel you a thousand percent. Like that shit is so real.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> and yeah, I know. Um. Um. Yeah, I know. I kept you a little over time. I'm sorry. I got one You're more good question man. For you. Um, Brian, if your life was a movie,
1: what would it be about? Oh, what would it be about? Um. I think my movie would definitely be it wouldn't have a very strong plot. I think it would basically be a, uh, a year in the life of, uh, of a meandering soul, uh, very much like, uh, like black comedy, I think is where it would be. Um, okay. it'd be about somebody, it'd be about somebody kind of fighting his own demons and, um, try to do the right thing in a bunch of different ways, but just not quite, uh, not quite pulling it off. I think that's what it would be about. And then to, to bring this conversation full circle, just like the end of Robocop, I think it would end with some resolution, <laughs> but not necessarily in a very happy way.
0: <laughs> you know what that sounds like to me? I was just thinking about this movie two days ago. You ever see Ghost Dog
1: Way of the Samurai before? Dude, I've never seen it, but I know of the movie, of course. Force Whitaker, RZA did the soundtrack. It came mm-hmm. out when I was in high school and I just never got a chance to go to the theater to see it, yo.
0: It's good. Um it's de- it's definitely worth a watch. Um it's the it's it's the it's the first it's the first soundtrack Riza ever did for a movie. So like that right. was like his right I remember that was shit. a big and, deal. Like, yeah, man. And like and like the movie the, the and like that movie is just like the whole idea is just like this guy who follows the Bushido code, but like he like works for the mob. So like the mob doesn't follow no fucking Bushido code. So, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, he's like, like, he, like, you know, like, his life is based around these principles that the people that he does this dirty bullshit for don't care about. So, like, so, so so it's just, like, his whole life is just, like, a meandering, like, it's just, like, it, like, that, like, like, like what you just said reminds me so much of Ghost Dog. And it's crazy because I was just thinking about it, like. I've been
1: putting it off for 20 years. Now's the time. I gotta watch Ghost Dog. Shout out for it's great.
0: It's yeah, it's worth it. Honestly, like he's. I've never heard a bad thing about it. Yeah. Right. That that really might be the best thing he's ever done. It's 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 like at least top three of anything he's done up there, uh, up there with the. Um. Damn. I mean, he's good in everything he does, but like it's like that. The the Amin movie was really he was he was really
1: good. Cool.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. Last King of Scotland's not a great movie, but he's fantastic. He's and He's um, amazing. Exactly. And uh, what was that? Oh, what was that? Um, Repo, Repo Men movie, where where like he, him and his brother? No, it it was um, it was him and uh, Jude Law. Him and Jude ah, Law. Okay, yeah, they yeah, were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, they were like they were like cops in the future who worked for this uh who worked for I this do company. Remember that, like, that that movie? That was like, out. At least it's
1: organs to people. Movies crazy. Movies that so that movie wild. is bugged up. <laughs> All right. So now this this, this is a good conversation because now I like have to go back to things. Like I gotta watch Ghost Dog. I gotta watch Repo Man. I'm writing things down right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> and, and I gotta find fucking Song of the South. That's like now my quest for the rest of my do, fucking life. If you do, let me know because I need to see it. <laughs> One hundred. I'll do. it. I'm gonna send it to you. No question. I'm to that shit to you immediately.
0: Hell yeah. Brian, thank you so much, bro. Like, yo, I, know, I know, yo, I know you didn't have all the time in the world, but I appreciate you even just giving me an hour, you know. Like,
1: dude, I I, I appreciate you being flexible and kind of working with uh with my schedule, you know, the kind words, um, having me and Tyreek on here, because you know, we're we're independent artists, man. Um, with obviously no major money or backing behind us. So people like yourself that have taste. Uh, um, you know, pushing us to a larger audience is um is really is what's propelling us right now, man. So so thank you sincerely. Nah, man, it's the least I
0: could do. You know, like you know, like it's my job, and or or, or, or or I mean, like forget even the fact it is my job. Like I love this music. I love what y'all made. Like you made a really good album that I think appreciate sweet that. To hear more about you know like, and I'm so sorry I couldn't
1: be at the fucking. I was supposed to be at the Shrapnel show. I remember, yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, damn, Dylan went there. You know, it was a, it was a nasty night. I know shit comes up. It was Sunday, like, it, uh, it,
0: it was, it was, it was, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm just sorry I couldn't be there.
1: Hey, man, We'll <laughs> be know? back soon. We'll be back soon. We tore, we tore that shit down, and we'll definitely be back soon, man. So next time for sure.
0: Yeah, please next time. But nah, man, like thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for doing. Hey, Amen. Like,
1: All love, brother. We go. We definitely gonna talk soon again. I appreciate everything. Uh, it was my pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the Black people listening, too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.